You're listening to Ice Town Clowns, a podcast reviewing every episode of NBC's Parks and Recreation. I'm Katie, I think. I'm Jacob. And I'm Kirk. Yep. I've had the humor wrung out of me. I know. I I like really had to mentally be like, okay, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do this episode this morning. Like Okay, so this week we are talking about a happy episode, season five, yes. episode fourteen, Leslie and Ben. It originally aired February 21st, 2013, which actually, so now I remember for sure, Jacob, this definitely did air when we were just like living in Trent and Carter's apartment in Richmond because it would have been right before (laughs) my job started. Now it's all coming back to me. Yeah. Um, It was, so I find this very weird. This episode was written and directed by totally different people than the one that came before. And I realize they're not technically (laughs) set up as like a two-parter, but there is a to-be-continued. And to me, it's just weird that they completely switched. Uh, But this episode is directed by Craig Zish and written by Michael Shore and Alan Yang. And the summary of this episode is, the clock is ticking. Leslie and Ben have two hours to complete a years long project. Meanwhile, Ron gets in trouble when his temper gets the best of him, which is hands down the worst summary of this episode I've ever seen. (laughs) Well, it it is a, a desperate attempt to have a no spoiler summary of the episode. Uh. Yes, I guess. Um, <laughs> ben and Leslie decide that they're going to get married at 11.01 when the gala ends. Um, and so I also like that the first, like, one minute of this episode is them addressing all the things that we complained about at the end of last week. <laughs> yeah, addressing them, but just sort of hand-waving them away in a, in a, in a way. Right. Right. Yeah, this is this is some Daenerys forgot the ships were there level of dealing with it. Uh, like, oh, uh, yeah. I, Go right, like, it's good that their parents aren't there. L- like, that's season one Leslie and her mom's relationship. Like, it's right. utterly Leslie would want bizarre. her mom there. Yeah, now, like, it also could be resolved by it's two hours from now. Uh, presumably, the... We've gone to Indianapolis and back in that time frame before. Presumably her mom can get across town. Right. Yeah. Like, there's, I can see why they wouldn't want Ben's squalling parents at the wedding, but there's no reason not to have Leslie's mom there, except no. they didn't want to pay to have a guest actress sit in the crowd scene at the end, I guess. I don't know. She must have just been unavailable. I, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Anyways, so 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 they discuss dates that they could get married, and Ben mentions July fifty seventh, which would be August twenty fourth, which in twenty thirteen was a Saturday. So good job, Ben. Sure. Yes. Uh, it's very important to Ben that Leslie Nope disappear and become Leslie Wyatt or Councilwoman Mrs. Ben Wyatt. I, I did really like this joke and like his deadpan delivery. It's so good. 
Well, what it made me think of is back when women first started getting elected to public office, this probably happened. There were probably like people who were referred to as Congress Congresswoman Mrs. John Smith or things like that because of the patriarchal bullshit way that, you know, that still happens. Yeah, I mean, there were. It, there, it, I, I know that my boss had to have conversations when she first got elected to the Iowa State House about whether she was going to change her name after she had, because she got married after she had been elected, and uh, everybody agreed, no, that was a dumb idea. So when I was a kid, like into the 90s, my parents' checking account was Mr. and Mrs. Richard H. McPike which my, my mother had to write out Mrs. Richard H. McPike every time she signed a check. And eventually one year, either for Christmas or her birthday, all she asked my dad for was changing the name on their bank account so she could just write <laughs> Carol McPike on her checks. <laughs> Not because she had any, you know, problem with the name. She just it was so long yeah, to write. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a lot to write out. Yes. Um, Is that what you do? You agree, Mrs. Carter Beatty? Yes, that's what I. That's how I. I uh, make everyone address me and write out all legal things. I mean, I. I did change my name, which is less and less common. Um, you know, I. It's funny that like I never gave it a second thought, and now I meet people all the time, especially in a professional context, that are like mildly horrified to hear that I changed my name. I'm but like, oh, to okay. Katie Beatty. <laughs> right. yeah, do, you, yeah. do you point out the funness of the rhyme? I do. I mean, my maiden name was Bossy. So like, <laughs> I had a ridiculous name. So it was just like, oh, we'll just move from one to the other. Like, well, you know. Katie, I think of the stories you've told of problems with prosecutors. Uh, taking you seriously or taking you overly seriously if they could refer to you as Ms. Bossy don't you think that would be even worse (laughs) it's true I probably would be even worse honestly um yeah Yeah. so Uh, good times Jason Jason and I obviously did not combine our names or take one another's name or anything like that I suggested half seriously that we should swap last names but (laughs) I also, you know, suggested he go by his middle name and become Cantor Ryan McPike. But, nope. Nope. I liked it. I think uh, it sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to figure out uh, children's names at some point and how to handle that. Yeah. that's. I'm going to tell a story of a friend who um, did not take her husband's name. And then when their daughter was born, they... They wanted the daughter to have my friend's last name. Um, And his, her husband's parents freaked out. And it was like this huge thing. And they were like, what if he travels with her alone and they're on an airplane and they don't have matching last names? And like, anyway, it was a whole big dramatic thing. So hopefully that won't happen to you guys. But yeah. So what makes me, what I think about in this situation is like, I had a friend in high school, who was the first person I knew who had like a hyphenated last name, you know, Greg John Dash Smith. What's going to happen when John Dash Smith marries, you know, Adams Dash Jones? And what name or combination of last names are they going to give their kids? Like, people have to figure this stuff out now. And I think it's going to be interesting to see if standard practices evolve 
there or if it is just kind of a hodgepodge for everyone? Guys, this is a couple steps down the line from any problems I've had to deal with. (laughs) (laughs) So everyone meets at ends. (laughs) And, And uh... Leslie wants the sensuality of Eleanor Roosevelt combined with the animal magnetism of Leslie Stahl. What? <laughs> was Leslie named after Leslie Stahl, or is she too too young, too old to be named after Leslie Stahl? I think she's too old, but I need me to have to go back and look. Um. So yeah, Anne is very calm because she feels like every crazy thing Leslie's ever had her do was prep for this, which like. I buy. I buy that. That this is how Anne would be in this situation, just like ready to handle it. Yep. I mean, if the person she was dating at the time was. <laughs> but she's dating but, um, herself now. She's dating herself. And Anne is ready. So Anne is ready. See? It's recursive, but logical. Um, Tom is going to officiate. Like, even before we get into the meat of this episode, I was like, mm, no. Bad idea. Right, bad right. idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe let him DJ. Like, maybe give him something fun to do. But like, the Roomba could even really handle that. I was about to say you're going to take a job away from DJ Roomba um, and give it to a person. My God, what a monster! <laughs> uh, Ron is going to walk Leslie down the aisle. The first time he won't regret going down an aisle. So yeah, that I was like that. an amazing line. <laughs> Um, and then they leave Jerry and Donna in charge of the gala, which, like, I think is a questionable decision. I don't. You have somebody there who's in charge, you know, smart, authoritative, and you have somebody there who's willing to do all the work. That is a perfect pairing. Donna bossing around Jerry to get things done. Like, they're, they're, they're fulfilling roles that they are well suited for. Yes, I guess, I guess, it just seems like, it it goes fine, but a potential recipe for disaster. I mean, it's like, I mean, that grouping is basically like the roles we play on our podcast, but if you also threw in a third person who didn't really do anything and just made jokes. Yeah, Yeah, God, what would that be like? (laughs) Would this person's jokes be funny? Because I'd happily swap them out. Definitely not. No, 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 that's not the point of that. (laughs) Uh, so Ben and Chris go to the pawn shop to find rings in the ring and nail drawer, which spot on. Yes. <laughs> that, uh, that's Uncle Jack from Breaking Bad. That's exactly uh, what I was going to say. Uh, <sighs> yeah. Okay. So it's after nine o'clock, right? So like around nine ten is when Ben and Leslie decide to get married because they're going to get married at 11, 10, two hours later. So they've had time to go to Anne's house, which is, you know, next door, plan all this, yeah. send people back. So now the Indiana celebrity lookalikes are starting to show up. What time is this like? It seems like very late for the lookalikes to be showing up if they're going to be a major feature in your gala. In the gala, yeah, that's a good okay. point. I, I mean, I will say, remember, wasn't this gala planned like a day and a half ago? So and Very unclear. How long, how long do we imagine the gala is? I, it seems like they, you know, if it's a three-hour gala, them showing up with two hours to go is not, or an hour and a half to go, is not that unreasonable. I guess. Yeah, all right. I'll give it to them. Um, I lost my Jerry is ordained. Notes. 
and Tom oh, yeah, finds out it takes 24 hours to get ordained on the internet. Something I knew because I, I got ordained. Wait, wait, I have to go back to something. I just realized okay. something I forgot in my notes. So Jerry gets really excited about this little Sebastian lookalike and pees his pants a little and then goes to clean up, but goes to Anne's house. Why? Why is he going to Anne's house? Because it's I right would have... across the street. Yeah, but does he have pants there? Right, that's my point. Does, like, does Jerry keep emergency pants at houses spread throughout the city just in case he he pees himself a little bit? I mean, maybe he's got an extra pair of clothes in his car, cause uh, and that's where his car is parked. I mean, I think most of us have done the like, let me keep a professional change of clothes in my car thing at some point. Ex- Except the last joke about Jerry last episode was that he was dressed completely inappropriately for the gala because he didn't bring a change of clothes. Oh, you know what? You're right. I'm out. Yeah, the continuity here is very problematic. I think this actually calls into question the cohesion of the entire Parks and Rec cinematic universe. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Oh, yeah. So then we find out Jerry's ordained, which is where we were. And um, so I I do have to say here, I love the movie Hitch, like just unabashedly love it the way that Tom loves it. So I would be into this. I I haven't seen it. (gasps) You will not like it. It is not for you. <laughs> Katie's in my relationship in four seconds of reaction. Uh, it's it's fine. It's not it's nothing amazing. Yeah. That's true, but for some reason I, it's just like my love of Will Smith and then like the the New York based rom com. It just it has just like a lot of things i will not defend its quality like at all i agree it's probably fine or less than fine but it just it's just got like a sweet spot of like just all the things that i like together um yeah. anyway uh, so tom ben is gonna leslie, say all that yeah. stuff yeah yeah ben and leslie are concerned that this is all falling apart because they can't find rings or get a license because the license that April and Andy stole has to be signed by somebody from the city clerk's office. And Leslie is thinking that maybe this isn't fated to be. And then she looks up and sees little, little Sebastian. Sebastian. Little Sebastian. Yay. Or um, what, was the, what was the horse's actual name? Barry? Um, Barry. That's right. A professional authorized little Sebastian impersonator. 200 bucks a pop for pictures. Yeah. He, uh, he's there and he's a little horse and Ben acts like he gets it now. Even though we know deep down he doesn't. He doesn't. Well, at this point, it does seem fairly magical. Like, uh, you know, I guess. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> sure. The snow. I... Yeah. The, the light. The horse. What yeah. did you ask for beyond all that? <laughs> More on this later. Yes. Um, okay, so Anne has an idea on the dress because she's been watching a lot of Project Runway, which normally I would be like, this is kind of dumb. But 15 days locked in my house, Katie, thinks, great idea. I totally see where she's coming from. I can I do, do like, this. 
I do like the line of I've liked a lot of a lot of Project Runway recently and for the last eight years. <laughs> yes, I like that. Uh, you know what? I, like of all the weird reality shows, I did not dislike Project Runway. It's funny. I've good. never seen it. Yeah, I never got into it. Even though I think it's a thing I probably would have really enjoyed. I I cannot go back in time to watch reality shows. I don't know why. Unlike like a drama or a sitcom, I can't be like, oh, I'm going to start this reality show from 10 years ago from the beginning. I just can't do it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let me be clear. This is not a thing I discovered in the wild on my own and chose to watch with no assistance from anyone. Give it another three weeks. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe then I'll watch some of the shows you've recommended that I watch. I don't. I don't even want to joke about it. I'm honestly putting that fight on pause just to record this podcast. So. Are y'all having a that. fight that I don't get to watch? Yes, there are several shows, great shows that Jacob would love, written and directed by the people that have written and directed other shows that he loves. He has nothing but time right now to watch them, and yet every day doesn't watch them. Hey, Katie, how's Angel going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah katie come on i have two children it's different i don't have any wow. time to watch television wow 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 what how long it? how long does it take to get a child drunk enough to fall asleep so you can watch tv <laughs> i know you know this by now <laughs> it's been 15 days or how long does it take for me to get drunk enough that I can't parent and have to go quarantine myself in a different room? Better question. Probably longer and more expensive. <laughs> this, is, this has gone to a weird place. So, April and Andy, go to wake up Ethel Beavers in a it's great after, scene. It's after 10 o'clock. I've been asleep for four hours. I also, so I had a whole thing that I was going to go into when a, when uh, April and Andy were in City Hall, like, stealing the marriage licenses, where I was like, this isn't how this works. You can't just get a piece of paper, and it has to be signed, and there has to be this process, because I had totally forgotten about this scene, and then I was like, oh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. No, that's, that's how this works. <laughs> she was on a date, and it went well, so he's sleeping over. <laughs> yes. They want to adopt her as their grandma. It's a great scene. Yeah, all of it. Ideal. Fine. Ethel, Ethel's so good. Uh, yeah. And, and then I get. I think we get to the central mystery of the episode, which is why would Anne have a sconce like that on the wall of her bedroom? And it is in a weird place, isn't it? Like right yes. by the door. Yeah, right. It's right. It's right in the little like nook that the door is in. The, right. Like perfectly placed for you to hit your head on it every time you stumble into the room half asleep. Yeah, it is in a weird place. Agreed. Yeah. You guys um, have more decor tastes than I do. Yeah. No. No. I think we have more decor taste than whoever Anne was dating at the time that she decided to put a sconce on the wall of her bedroom. Um. Maybe it's just there for Ron to tear it off. That's, that's the purpose that it serves. I, I think that may be the case, because it was definitely <laughs> bought in the outdoor section of Home Depot. <laughs> um, and then Jerry and Tom practice, and Jerry reading Tom Haverford lines, is this is a 
pretty good. <laughs> Such so. a good bit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'd watch like a whole episode where they just like played each other's characters, honestly. Like the Janet episode of uh, yes, The Good Place. Yes, exactly. God, that was a great episode. Darcy Carden, gem. Yep. Um, all right. So then Jam shows up at the gala at the end of the gala. I guess it took him a long time to get drunk enough to come to this. Yes. Um, yelling about how parks are stupid and, uh, <laughs> Leslie takes his megaphone away from him. <laughs> Better give me back that megaphone. It belongs to my aunt. <laughs> Nope, rules, jam sucks. Yeah. And Councilman Hauser is there. <laughs> yeah. I, I do want to discuss, we, we agree that it's so deeply illegal if they don't separate the bill for the alcohol and food ordered before 1101 and after, right? Because oh, 100%. Uh, like, I, I, I just presume that the we that uh, Donna was speaking about um, was different than the uh, the we that was paying for the gala. Yeah, it, it even feels super fishy and probably illegal to just roll straight from a city event into your wedding, but because you're pr- certainly taking some sort of book discount for it, something of value. Yeah. Well, in terms of illegality, it's nothing compared to what Jam admits to at the end of the episode, so... Well, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. Jam's just corrupt. What are they going to do? Vote him out? <laughs> what is this? That's crazy. You it's can't like, do what that. What are you going to do? Vote for a third party? <laughs> uh... Don't blame me. I voted for Kang. <laughs> uh, ben tries to tie a bow tie. I don't, I don't really get this joke. Like, why, why wouldn't someone else help him tie it? Why wouldn't he have access to a mirror? Like, it's, I don't know. I know. It's, I That's love tying bow ties. I wear them to work about two to three times a month. Um, Jason doesn't really do bow ties, so somebody else tied Jason's bow tie very nicely at our wedding. Yeah. Um, I, I went to a school. I, sorry. Go ahead, Jacob. God, okay. God. I went to a, a college where you had to dress up for class, um, and it was like very much a thing that a lot of the guys wore bow ties, so... Everyone that I know knows how to tie a, a bow tie. Um, and I had a friend when I first started being a public defender who wore a bow tie every Thursday and called it Bow Tie Thursdays. Did 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 twenty year old Carter go to class wearing a bow tie? Yep. I want yep. pictures. <laughs> I've got them somewhere. Sounds adorable. <laughs> it was. So I've never worn a bow tie, but I also think that uh, this is them like hanging a lantern on the uh, Adam Scott had to stand next to Rob Lowe wearing a tux and bow tie, and that's just an unfair thing to do to a human being. Yeah, I mean, everyone... Everyone looks good in a tuxedo. It's a magical piece of clothing that makes almost anyone look their best, but it works with what it's got. Right, <laughs> yes, right. Yes, this is very right. unfair. Right. I mean, even Adam Scott, who on his own is a very attractive Very handsome. Man. Yes. Right. Just still. It's yeah. just, no one is Rob Lowe. <laughs> yes. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, and then Chris cries for the sixth time. And because he's framed the letter from the state house telling him they've been assigned to Pawnee. This is very sweet. That's super sweet. Yeah. That's like, that is a home run of a gift. It is. It is. That is, that is handing Jed Bartlett the framed yeah. napkin that Leo had written Bartlett for America on. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Leslie's and- dress is unique. Yeah, it's something. Uh, mementos from her of, career. There's a picture of Hillary Clinton on it, so it's great. <laughs> I um, I do maintain that this thing that Anne has put together would be harder to make than just, like, some regular alterations <laughs> to the dress, but okay, but it's they, television. But, but they didn't have the fabric for the regular alterations. They did have the random paper necessary for this. So. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so then the wedding is going to start, and Ron is walking Leslie down the aisle, and uh, Jam starts booing from the back, which is, I mean, I don't understand why just, like, three random wedding patrons wouldn't have just, like, wrestled him out. Because most of these are just random people who are at the gala who are here to see what the hell is going on, and they're just completely flummoxed by the whole thing. I guess. I just, I, I think if I were at literally any event, like a wedding, and somebody started booing someone, I think I'd participate in just removing them, like, regardless of the situation. Katie Beatty, bouncer. <laughs> Katie Beatty being bossy. Guys, I have a lot more time to work out now, okay? I lift. I can do it. You, you lift small children, but still, it's lifting. <laughs> it's, exactly. I mean, all parents are a little bit CrossFit. Like, it's so true. I was literally holding Maggie, and we have to, we have like a baby gate in the middle of a set of stairs takes too long to explain why. And so I have to like hold all 20 something pounds of her and then like step over the gate, but while going downstairs. And I was like, this is a little crossfitty. So during his rant, jam reveals that he was going to get a cut of the profits of the punch burger. Right. Which that is such a crime. Such a crime. Like, this should be, like, literally a thing they press charges over slash kick him off the council. But it's television, so that's not going to happen. Yeah, um, or the U.S. Senate. Well, you know, details. Or not. I mean. Somebody had to say it. Yep. Uh, yep. Um, those burrs. Wow. Uh, anyway, so then he starts throwing stink bombs, which is a thing I forgot existed. I, yeah, I totally forgot those ha- existed. Um, yeah. Um, and he got them on Amazon Prime because he's a two-day shipping member, which, like, I guess in 2013 was, like, that, that was it didn't control our lives. Yeah, I know. I, I was like, wow, I guess that was, like, it was a much newer thing to be an Amazon in, in 2013, Prime you Yeah, in 2013, you got an Amazon Prime membership because you had a lot of things sent to you from Amazon. You wanted the fast, free shipping. Now we all just have it to watch Handmaid's Tale or Jack Ryan That's, or something like that. Or The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yes, lots of different shows. Friday Highlights. Um, Right. What's that? Uh, 
Kirk, you have your own project now. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's assign Kirk things about Texas high schools. I don't um, want your life. Oh, but you get to meet somebody named Tim Riggins, who you won't be as into as I am. But Katie, wrong pitch, wrong pitch. <laughs> Mrs. Coach, maybe. Uh, anyway, okay, we'll 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 get back to this later. Um. So, oh, Jam punches Ron Swanson, which, like, no matter how many times I've seen this episode, when he does it, I'm always like, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Tim Riggins needs a haircut. Maybe, but mm, those eyes. I, I, I think the women of America took a poll and screamed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> um... <laughs> So Ron punches Jam. Now I just want to think about Tim Riggins. But anyway, back to this episode. <laughs> Ron punches Jam and knocks him out. Duh. And yeah. the next thing we see... Well, it doesn't knock him out. He breaks his tooth. Right. Oh, yeah. I guess... In, he, yeah. I wasn't looking at the screen. I thought he just like was like down. <laughs> uh, they're in jail. <laughs> Both of them. Yep. In this very, very old-timey Andy Griffith jail that Pawnee seems to have. Um, and yeah. But Leslie says yeah. she won't get married without Ron, which I think is Aww. sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It's just sweet. Uh, there's no joke to really make there. Nope. I, uh, I, I, I did enjoy Ron saying he'd never presented a bride before, but he didn't think that was how it was supposed to go. And <laughs> obviously, the Ken Birds joke lands for me. Yeah. Um, so they're taking the gala down, and, and everybody's sort of telling Leslie, or I think even she says it's just they'll just get married on a different day. Um, yeah. They decide like to the just... day they've signed contracts for and put down deposits for and right. generally organized, maybe? Right, yeah. right. Uh, they leave Jam in the cell. And then um, we cut to Leslie and Ron walking through City Hall. Uh, and Leslie talks about how, how beautiful it is at night. And Ron says he's never been there past 4.05, which... I think in Indiana in like January would still be dark. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, also that's a lie because when he threw his back out and was stuck in his chair, it oh, was yeah. until almost the middle of the night, but maybe he's still pretending that only he and April are aware of that. So, right. Uh, and, but then he stops and says a very nice line to her just that you're a wonderful person and your friendship means a lot and you look very beautiful. She says, yeah. "Okay, weirdo." I just really like that scene. <laughs> yeah, and then she figures it out. Mm-hmm. And look, it's a special wedding with just the principal cast. What a shock! <laughs> what in the and office? Actually, and actually, the most surprising thing about the entire episode happens in this scene, which is Tom realizes he shouldn't make the wedding all about himself. It's true. It's how you know we're going for real sentimentality here yep um I, you know and, it, and it's very original and a very unique scene you know getting married right there with their co-workers in the office captain holt leading this oh wait no <laughs> do they do this again wow on TV? <laughs> i did not even put that together that is a great point 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Oof. Yep. Well, when we do our Brooklyn Nine-Nine podcast, we'll, <laughs> we'll have more to say about it. Guys, we've got at least weeks until we get there. <laughs> yes. Um... And then I do like Tom. I assume and hope you've prepared your own vows. <laughs> did did you do your own vows, Katie? We did wedding? not. We did not. We no. had a. I don't even think it would have been allowed because at Swanee you have to get married in the chapel, and it then has to be like a very traditional Episcopalian service, and I. I mean, I... There were a lot of rules. Yeah, there are a lot of rules, and none none of the other weddings I've been to at Swanee have ever included people making up their own vows. So I, we didn't want to, but I, I don't think it even would have been an option if we had wanted to. And I, Kirk, now I truly can't remember. Like No, no, we, we had... Four months the, ago. <laughs> we had the standard uh, right. Jewish ceremony stuff. We did not write our own vows. I, 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 we, we discussed it, but I just, I don't think I could have done it. I would have yeah. killed myself trying to get them exactly right. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, never mind. But they do, I do you like know, Ben's. Do have, good, good. I was say, I do like Ben's the best. Not that it's a competition, but Ben's are really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love you and I like you. Yeah. Ah, it's yeah. sweet. Yep. And then we have DJ Roomba. DJ Roomba, you know, job not taken away from him. Very nice. Right, right. Andy Thank God sad. we don't have human unemployment for a machine. <laughs> Andy is sad that he won't get to be a cop. Um, tells April that close only counts in horse grenades. So this reminds me of one of my absolute favorite scenes of, of Friends, where Joey is like, it's a moo opinion. And they're like, what is it? Yeah, it's like a cow's opinion. It doesn't matter. Which I've always thought would be way better than moot opinion. Like, this is the same thing. It should be horse grenades. I, I liked uh, the episode of Friends where uh, Joey's looking at a bag and Rachel tells him, you know, it's not a purse, it's unisex. And he's like, what? No, I don't need sex. I had sex like two <laughs> days ago. <laughs> it, 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 it is a little bit like the Troy Barnes, it's an all tomato. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It means give me the all, give me the whole tomato or else. <laughs> um, I also really like when Ron pours uh, everybody scotch and he very nicely tells Ben, you don't have to drink yours. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> Um, and then, so, so I think this Andy scene, I do like it. I don't like the whole plot line and him not getting it and, and the embarrassment humor and that sort of thing. But I do like him, like, being very open with April about how he just, like, thought he nailed it. And then, I mean, did I watch this episode after, like, two, let's be honest, three glasses of wine last night? Maybe. But then... Chris Traeger, the how we deal with tragedy defines who we are. Like, just, I don't know. It was a good, it was a good moment. Yeah, he straight up turns into Sam Seaborn. <laughs> he wrote it in the car on the way over. Yeah. 
Freak. There are too many angels in heaven tonight. <laughs> but, like, it's still good. I don't care. Oh, I don't it's care. Great. Why, why else have Rob Lowe in this role if not to have him occasionally turn into Sam Seaborn? Like, oh, I agree. And then uh, Andy and Donna sing 5,000 Candles in the Wind, which... So, again, I, why... Why am I tearing up about this song about a little horse? Like, what? what has happened? Why wouldn't you be? I don't know, but it happened, and I felt a little ridiculous. But there we were. Yep. It's a good song. How late? How late are they up for this? Like, how late? It's got to be like three a.m. Like, yeah. And JJ's is there with waffles. Yeah. No, no one sleeps in Pawnee apparently. Apparently, except for the jewelry stores and uh, the late pawn shops. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, and they've made her. They've made Leslie like a scrapbook of her and Ben and the office. And then yeah. Leslie does her talk to the camera. Uh, she loves her husband. She loves her job. She loves her friends. It's yeah. Very very positive. Very perfect. And everyone's asleep in the office, whiskey drunk like Katie's tumblers. <laughs> exactly. And then in the in the in the tag, Ron shows us how he made the rings. People who buy things are suckers. <laughs> Anyone with a crucible, a torch, and a cast iron waffle maker could do the same. <laughs> how did he I know their ring like... sizes? <laughs> He's Ron. Come on. Okay, okay. <laughs> I do feel like the the current quarantine is really separating people who had basic life skills and people who didn't. But, but you're you're I, doing okay, right, Jacob? I know what to say. Do you want me to mail you some sourdough starter because I can't? No, no, no. I'm 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 doing great. I'm fully prepared to cook for myself. Do, do you uh, want us to but, set up a GoFundMe? <laughs> No, no. We'll make it. We'll make it. You already sent me whiskey. I did. <laughs> For a totally different tragedy, but I did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, it was a pleasant, happy episode to watch. Yeah, I mean, Katie, I feel like this is a question you're going to have takes on. I mean, Kirk, you might too, but like... Thank you. What are the most emotional, like, resonant wedding episodes of TV shows? Are there any that, like, really impact you? Like, Corey and Topanga, Katie? Like, what are mm. yours? I mean, this yeah. one, I probably, I would probably say this one, although it's not my, like, my favorite Leslie and Ben moment, but yeah. I do recall this one. I'd have to, I'd have to think about it a little bit, because there are probably several, and I'm just on the spot not recalling them um but they're not typically they're not my favorite i can't like immediately right. be like oh the wedding episode like there's usually like other romantic high points in shows that that i like way more like even just we were just talking about friends like the Monica and Chandler wedding episode is like whatever, but the episode where they get engaged is amazing, you know? So it's like, yeah. there's usually better scenes than the wedding of any TV show couple, I would say. 
I mean, I would say this is this my second favorite on Parks and Rec alone. I think the April and Andy <laughs> wedding is so good. Yeah. It's not as good as the late seventh season Jerry Donna wedding. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, it's a good question. I, I'll think about it. But I, yeah, it's not. I don't. I don't actually I don't think remember. they tend to be the best, uh, like most romantic moments of of shows. I agree. I mean, like I'm, I, I don't even really remember Jim and Pam's that vividly from The Office. Yeah, they usually because again, also shows. I mean, TV shows, dramas, comedies, anything tend to thrive off of tension and the tension is in the the will they won't they right and so it's it tends to be at its emotional high point when the couple gets together the wedding there usually is just there's manufactured tension but there's not real like emotional tension you know which is which is one of my least favorite like tropes in tv is that all tension in relationships is will they won't they and then they basically gloss over how hard the actual relationship part is and are usually uninterested in telling that story but are fascinated by the will they won't they right right i mean the office dealt with some of that uh in um the later seasons of jim and pam's marriage which i thought was well handled and yeah no i think everyone agree though that the best television wedding was the seventh episode of the sixth season of star trek deep space nine when dax and Worf got married but first she had to be accepted into his klingon house and he had to take his uh groomsmen through the torturous klingon bachelor party ritual yeah i just kirk i didn't want to steal your thunder by talking about yeah. it so that yeah i mean I, yeah. thanks for we addressing. did not have enough <laughs> We did not have enough pain sticks at uh, at my wedding, um, and at no point did uh, the wedding party tackle Jason and I and beat us with clubs in a proper Klingon style. Well, I know the two of you had fun at the wedding because of your <laughs> podcast. We did. I, I would note that Katie was the only person in my wedding party who didn't wear a tie. So... Um, oh, in your side, yes. Your yes. Side. <laughs> I was like, no, there were other girls there, but yeah. Um, I did wear a bright red dress, which did I not match the theme. It was fine. But you were such a, a wonderful late sub-in, because everything got shuffled when my brother got ill and couldn't come to the wedding. So I loved uh, it. It's just pop of red in our wedding party. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Um, it was fun. All right, well, if you want to write to us and tell us how your quarantine shelter-in-place social distancing is Week on the beach if you're in parts of Florida. Come on, people. Oh, right. Uh, You can write to us at icetownclowns at gmail.com. You can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash icetownclowns. You can tweet at us at icetownclownpod or go to our website, www.icetownclowns.com. You've got nothing to do but watch TV right now. So why don't you go out and watch Correspondence Lunch, the next episode of Parks and Recreation, directed by some doofus named Nick of vermin i don't know who has any idea who who that guy is anyways check that out and then come back here at some point in the indeterminate future we're going to post another episode and you can enjoy while you're out there please you know give us a review on 
Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you found this episode, because it helps us grow our audience, which for some reason, though we're almost six years into this, seasons-wise, we still want to do, but yay. Okay, I'm rambling. Jacob. You've been listening to Ice Town Clowns, a podcast about parks and recreation. We are at the end of, and that end is now. All hey, right. Was I supposed to hit record at the start of this? <gasps>